While committing a crime, a Florida man stops to charge his ankle monitor. Two Florida ladies are in trouble for attacking a man with glitter. Parents are upset that an after-school satanic club holds meetings at their school. And a Florida man was arrested for dialing 911 when he was all out of vodka. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Fridays. That's right, Florida Fridays, all the weird news out of the state of Florida. So much fun. I'm glad you're here. Let's lead you into the weekend with some Florida degeneracy, as always. Oh, love it. Those bizarre stories you hear about all the time that seem to only happen here in Florida. I know, right? can't make this stuff up. It is just one of the many wacky news stories out of Florida. Why does the Sunshine State consistently produce such strange news? But what accounts for all this bizarre news? Is it the weather? Is it the people? Florida is full of the crazy stories. While committing a major felony, a Florida man stops to charge his ankle monitor. Well, you can't let your ankle monitor hold you back when you're trying to commit some crimes. This happened on early Tuesday evening. A Florida County Sheriff's Office began receiving numerous phone calls about a person riding through homeowners' properties on a red side-by-side. A side-by-side is an off-road vehicle, four wheels. It looks like a golf cart on steroids. I had to look it up. Uh, I've actually been on one of these. I didn't know they were called a side-by-side. Quite fun. Uh, This individual that was riding the side-by-side, Joshua Shane Kreider, the Florida man who's the star of our story, he approached one of the homeowners and asked if it would be okay to use their electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. I assume you all know what an ankle monitor is. Very common in the state of Florida for citizens to have a little monitor on their ankle that doesn't allow them to leave the state or the area because they've done some bad things and the authorities want to sort of keep an eye on them. Although not uncommon to witness a Florida man sporting one of these ankle monitors, pretty uncommon for the Florida man to come and ask you if he could use your electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. So obviously the homeowner was a little alarmed, called the police. The the detective responded and then spotted this guy Joshua and approached him. And he was allegedly behaving strangely. While the detective attempted to figure out what was going on, Joshua reached into his pockets, causing the detective to hear several suspicious clicking sounds. When the suspect refused to keep his hands visible, he was immediately handcuffed. That's when the detective found a box cutter in his pocket with the blade extended. A quick check on the side-by-side off-road vehicle revealed that, of course... This didn't belong to him. Of course it didn't. He has a box cutter and an ankle monitor. More than likely, anything he's driving doesn't belong to him. Check his whole person. None of that stuff belongs to him. (laughs) The detective ran a check on this guy, Joshua, found out that he was on house arrest, but he also has an extensive history, including battery burglary and grand theft. House arrest, I believe, means he's not allowed to leave his house. Yeah, you want to keep these hooligans inside their four walls that's what that ankle monitor is for now it seems strange to me that he wanted to keep charging the ankle monitor given that he was not at his house (laughs) this is some more of the erratic behavior that the detective alluded to just dude just cut off the ankle monitor or let the battery die why would you recharge it while you're on the run (laughs) you're gonna let him know where you're going the whole time bro this guy knows nothing about how to run away from the scene 
and you know, grateful to learn something about ankle monitors. I didn't know you had to charge them. Just a USB charge the ankle monitor. How does this work? Anybody got one? <laughs> I know nothing about ankle monitors except for they're all over the state of Florida. Florida women are arrested for assaulting a man with glitter. Two Florida women have been charged with felony offenses for allegedly throwing some glitter at a man inside an apartment complex in Pinellas County. These hooligans, Caitlin O'Donovan, age 27, Sarah Franks, age 29, each are accused of one count of felony burglary with assault against a man named Jacob, Jacob Cologne. The particles used in this incident may seem innocent, but the charges are very serious. Each woman faces, believe this, the possibility of life in prison. Imagine for assaulting someone with glitter. How many strippers should we arrest right now? Oh, man, I've been assaulted by a a glittery stripper on a few occasions and paid for it. (laughs) Silly me. (laughs) Both of these ladies are from Clearwater. They are alleged to have thrown some glitter at this man, Jacob, during some sort of an argument. The small, sparkly, and shiny projectiles, allegedly... (laughs) Projectiles? (laughs) You're going to call glitter a projectile? Okay. Okay, okay. The sparkly projectiles allegedly hit Jacob in his head and his upper torso. (laughs) They're treating this like they're bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I snorted. (laughs) Come on, though. Seriously? Uh, They struck my client in the head and the upper torso, as you can see on the diagram. Penetrated the skin. They they went through his shoulder and exited out the backside. It's glitter, right? Those tiny little pieces of glitter. It is unclear, it says here, if the alleged victim was injured during the incident. Well, I assume he was, because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about this. How he was injured by glitter is a mystery to me. I didn't realize it was such a deadly arsenal. Guys, guys, why use pepper spray at this point? Just blow some glitter at your assailant, and that'll put him down, and it'll make you smile, and everybody who sees it. It's a very fun way to put down a criminal, is with glitter. I don't know. How do you injure someone with glitter? Unless you press it into their eye sockets and then shove it in there, and that would hurt, right? Or if you slice open their chest and dump a bucket of glitter inside them. Will that kill them, or will that turn them into a unicorn? Ooh, <laughs> that's just a theory of mine, that pouring glitter inside your body will turn you into a unicorn. Or just make you want to immediately go to karaoke and sing the Bee Gees. I don't know what it's going to do, <laughs> pouring glitter inside your body. It says the relationship, if any, between these three is unknown as is the motive behind the, in- the incident. I need to know why. Come on. All right, I'm going to look at another article about this. I need to know wh- why you're attacking someone with a bunch of glitter. I mean, it could be a prank, right? A practical joke on your landlord. I don't know. You know, they have those glitter bombs that you can send to somebody's house. Have you heard of these glitter bombs? They open up the box and bam, this bomb blows up and it's glitter all over the office or the home or in their face, I assume. I mean... If that's considered a projectile, glitter, then, you know, all these people sending glitter bombs are subject to arrest as well, I'd imagine. All right, I perused a couple other sources with the same story, and nobody seems to know what this argument was about. But what occurred was the two ladies made their way to the man's apartment at 3 a.m., which is an odd time to 
pay a visit to somebody. But if you're going to show up at 3 a.m., come with some glitter and some cocaine. I'd imagine that's a good time. It's 3 a.m. on a Monday. What else are you supposed to do? They got into a dispute, though. Uh, And while he was standing on his balcony, the first container of glitter was thrown from across the balcony's fence. Okay, so there's a fence separating the balcony. They threw it over the fence, this glitter, and hit him in the torso and the head. Nice shot, girls. Sign him up for flag football immediately. Or dodgeball. Okay. Why were you holding a container of glitter at that moment? I've got so many questions. Maybe they were about to go decorate some Easter eggs. Maybe they're getting their, an early jump on Easter. <laughs> what else do you use glitter for? You Decorate Easter eggs. It says, according to the court records, next what happened was uh, one of the ladies scaled the balcony, climbed over the fence, making her way inside Jacob's apartment where she threw more containers of glitter at him. How large are these containers of glitter? Then she allegedly made it to the front door, unlocked, opened it, allowed the other woman to enter. Once both women were inside Jacob's apartment, it says here, more Glitter was unloaded on the unwilling recipient. <laughs> like, really? I mean, this just wasn't, I'll throw some glitter and then leave the scene one time. This is again and again attacking this man with glitter. How strange. Both women were immediately detained because the man knew them and where they lived. They live in a glitter factory. <laughs> I assume they're strippers. How do they have this much glitter? Really? <laughs> I mean, either that, they're fairy godmothers just paying him a visit. Maybe they were going to give him a wish, grant him some wishes after they doused him in glitter. <laughs> Maybe that was the argument. He was, he was wishing for more wishes. You know how you do that? And they were like, no, you can't wish for more wishes, okay? You have to wish for other things. He's like, no, I get a wish. My one wish is for more wishes. Like, no, you cannot, Jacob. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to just drown you in glitter, sir. Parents are up in arms about an after-school Satan club that holds meetings at an elementary school. (laughs) Parents are upset about planned after-school meetings by a group called the Satanic Temple at an elementary school. The after-school Satan club is scheduled to meet from 2.45 to 3.45 at a school, at an elementary school. Well, they couldn't find another place to meet, so, you know. It's probably pretty cheap to rent out an elementary school for an hour. The churches were saying no. Although, I mean, traditionally, don't these clubs meet in cemeteries? That's what I thought was going on. A flyer about the satanic club says the activities will include science projects, puzzles, games, arts and crafts, and nature activities. Whoa, what kind of satanic group is this? Very progressive. (laughs) I thought they just sat around and talked about the devil also known as Beazzlebub. I just thought they would sit around and make plans uh, to take down Christians. I I don't know. Satanic clubs. What are they? Prepare for the end of the world? Uh, But no, no. These these are arts and crafts projects that they're doing. Puzzles and games. (laughs) Pin the tail on the Jesus. I mean, what games are going (laughs) on? Pin the tail on the Jesus. (laughs) That's stupid. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's get some more information. How does a satanic meetup group happened at an elementary school. Well, apparently, the school district and board of education, they have certain policies and administrative procedures in place which allow for community use of its publicly funded facilities outside of the school day. 
and the district doesn't discriminate against any groups who wish to rent these public facilities, including anything with religious affiliation. Uh, the district is quoted as saying, religiously affiliated groups are among those allowed to rent our facilities for a fee. The district has in the past approved these types of groups, one example being the Good News Club, which is an after-school child evangelism fellowship group. Oh, yeah, The Good News Club is a lot different than the satanic Satan is the best club, or whatever we're dealing with here. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Look, I am all for this, though. I mean, hey. You said you're going to rent it out to groups in the community. This is a group. They have an ideology, just like other groups have in the religious realm. And per your policy, if they pay the fee, they can go there. Now, you're not going to let them sacrifice a virgin on the teacher's desk, I assume, or in the gymnasium, cutting the, slitting the neck of a goat and dripping it in the center of a pentagram they've drawn at the foul line on the basketball court. That's not going to happen. And so, whatever, they're doing puzzles and games. They're just Perhaps they're wearing horns at the time, but <laughs> so what? Uh, but again, I also understand some parents, I suppose, having a concern that it's occurring at the elementary school where their children are going. But again, this comes from uh, not being educated of the entire situation. Maybe they're uh, making assumptions such as this temple is into certain activities. Maybe they assume that this group will be gathering on school property to cast spells of some sort. Or, you know, I alluded to sacrificing a goat, but maybe they think that that sort of stuff happens with groups like this. And I can't say that I blame them. But it is their responsibility to educate themselves, familiarize themselves with this group prior to you know, making a stink online or public action with the community. You, you know, you, the Satanic Temple has a website and you can go there and read what they're about. Um, it says here they encourage benevolence and empathy. They reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice and undertake very noble pursuits. Very noble pursuits playing Jenga. <laughs> this kind of thing. Now, given the questionable values of your average Florida man, I would say these people are pretty good. And uh, you shouldn't worry about them renting out a classroom here and there. You should be worried about regular Floridians renting out a classroom, you know, for vodka, bath salts, and orgiastic activities. A Florida man was arrested for drunk dialing 911 when he was all out of vodka. The star of our story is Florida man Jack Means. He's 57 years old. His mugshot says it all. It says, I like vodka. I like it a lot. I like vodka so much. When I'm out of vodka, it's a real bona fide emergency. I'm going to call 911 when I'm out of vodka. That's Jack Means in a nutshell. Now, Florida man Jack might know what it's like to feel some regret drunk dialing a certain place. You guys have all drunk dialed before. Usually it's an X. And you feel pretty stupid the next day. When you look at your phone, what did I do last night? Oh, that's right. Well, the police arrested this Florida man, Jack Means, for calling 911 when there was no emergency. Well, no emergency according to authorities. Major emergency for Jack Means, who's all out of vodka! He was very upset that his girlfriend would not buy him vodka. That's why he called. Sally won't go to the packy. Sally, you get to the packy. I'm all out of vodka. This is an emergency. I'm calling the police on your ass, girl.
Well, when the deputies arrived at his house, uh, Jack Means admitted that the phone call was actually a prank. No, I'm just kidding. It was just a prank. I thought it'd be funny. I mean, I, clearly I'm addicted to vodka, but it was just a pl- prank, I swear. You know, but the police have all the proof they need because they record these 911 calls. Apparently Jack, the Florida man, told the dispatcher, quote, it's not what I'd call a true emergency, but it's the same bullshit. <laughs> same bullshit, woman. You go to the packy. She won't go to the packy. I told her to pick some up when she was at Costco yesterday. We could have planned ahead. It's not what I'd call a true emergency, but it's the same old crapola. Not treating me with the respect. Of course, our Florida man Jack was immediately arrested for a misdemeanor for what, guys? You know, misusing 911, although in his world, legitimate emergency. Jack was shortly released after his arrest where he went home to his girlfriend and is still living with the same bullshit, quote unquote. Yo, 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 thank you for being with me, spending your Friday with me. Maybe it's Saturday. It's probably the weekend. I'm so pleased to uh, make your weekend or lead you into the weekend with some uh, just hilarious Florida shenanigans, as I usually do. I want to thank everybody who sent me articles. Very generous of you to donate your time that way. You can always send me stuff to funnyjones at gmail.com or drop them in my DMs. Slide them into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones. I love that too. I got a lot of phone calls as well. I'm going to publish them after this and you can always call the show yourself. 646-450-2012. I got a patron, new patron, Channy Brown. Amazing name, Channy Brown. Lovely. I so appreciate this. Channy Brown is now a patron. Channy Brown, thank you so much for showing the ultimate generosity, the ultimate selflessness, support, fandom, all of these things, all these qualities you have, and you make me smile. And I appreciate your support so much. Thank you. Channy Brown, please enjoy all the extra content that's within the Patreon and enjoy this shout out. Play it again and again over the weekend. Play it for your relatives. Let them know that you're now famous. (laughs) Your name will go forever up onto the wall. The studio wall, the closet wall, Channy Brown, much love. Have a wonderful weekend. You've made my day. If you guys want to join the Patreon like Channy Brown and make my day, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or weirdafnews.com, the official site paid for by my patrons, by the way, I might add, uh, and then click on the Patreon banner. Uh, lastly, uh, and not leastly, I came across on YouTube a song called The Legend of Florida Man. It's by a YouTuber named Jonathan Mann, M-A-N-N. And I will post a link to this in the show notes and within the Patreon as well. It's, it's just a lovely song about a Florida man. Um, I thought I wrote funny Florida songs. This guy is crushing it. And he made a lovely YouTube video as well for it where he actually shows you video and photos of the Florida men that he talks about within the song. I'm just going to play you the first verse. It's very, very good. You might recognize the, um, the Florida man incident that he's referring to. Here we go.
He says, Florida man, you're much maligned. That's a lovely word. This guy's like a sophisticated songwriter. Fabulous. Um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Jonathan, if you listen to this podcast, man, big, big props to you. Oh, he's got a Patreon, too. Oh, this guy's got something. He's got an official website, jonathanman.net. Yeah, check this guy out. I'm going to reach out to him and tell him how much I love his song, and I played it for my listeners on my show. Um, and I hope he appreciates that. Maybe not. But lovely. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, look that guy up if you if you think he's uh, worthy. I mean, if you like Florida Man songs, you're going to love this. Uh, lastly, I hope you guys have a lovely weekend, or you are having a nice weekend, or you already did. Please be safe. I hope you're healthy. And, uh, you know, I don't know, pour out a little for me. Hey, Jonesy, it's Colin. Uh, I was just calling about the uh, story for the lady in the blind date in China got stuck at her blind date place. I, I really feel like the focus is all wrong here. So these people have been in and out of lockdown for a few years like everybody else. Um, men way outnumber women over there. So you got, you know, a wife would be at a premium, I'd imagine. So it's not a poor lady stuck at this dude's house. It's this dude who's stuck with this crazy lady who got stuck in his house. You know, her parents mailed her out to him, and he's just kind of stuck now. If she can't find somebody, she's like boss-level Karen. I mean, that's all there is to it. Another dude who's uh, trying to get out of the arranged marriage, well, it's going to end up awkward if and when he ends up in the arranged marriage that his wife will always know that he begs society at large, please, anybody else. Uh, that's just trouble ahead for him, but whatever. Have a good day. See you. Okay, so about yesterday's story, oh, yeah, um, I forgot to say my name. It's Luna from Texas again. <laughs> so um, about, like, yesterday's story with the whole, whole gay sex against, like, patriarchy or whatever it was, I don't get it. How How does gay sex do anything about anything except having gay sex? Like, I guess just people want to have gay sex. I think that's the only reason they did it. It's not for patriarchy. That's, that's like, stupid. Like, it's not for patriarchy. They just did it because they just wanted to have gay sex near a historical monument. Okay? Anyways, bye! Hey, Jonesy, it's Kirsty. Probably won't want to publish this one, but... Um, I was away over Christmas and that, so I'm just catching up on some episodes and wanted to comment on a few. Um, Weird Museums was one of them. Um, When I was in Amsterdam, they have a torture museum, so that was quite interesting. Iron Maidens and all other torture devices. Um, And... I haven't been to Iceland yet, but they have a penis museum. So, I mean, not really into penises personally, but I plan on visiting that one when I go, just because it's weird. Um, And also, if you're ever in Europe, you need to go to Amsterdam. I don't know if you know about Amsterdam or not, but weed is legal. And service prostitution. I mean, it's all regulated and stuff, so the prostitutes are actually looked after and everything's all done by the book and all that, and they're safe and 
whatever they do. I don't know because I don't partake in that either. But yeah, um, you can just go into a cafe in Amsterdam, select which type of weed you want to buy, sit there and smoke it all day long, and then they have all the food shops and stuff as well and cafes. So when the munchies hit, it's all good. So if you ever come over. I'll meet you in Amsterdam. We'll go to the Torture Museum. I mean, I can't smoke anymore. I have to quit after the strokes, you know. On the edibles only these days. But I'll still join you. Alexa, hang up. Hi, Jensi. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia calling to let you and everybody know that my COVID test was negative. Woohoo! I'm off the chain and hopefully you I hope your test is negative. Hope hopefully you've got the results right now. Uh, I'm just so thankful. And on one of your shows you mentioned your favorite potato chip flavor. Mine is sour cream and onion, and it has to be the Lay's, not the off-brands. They can be wavy or the original thin ones, but those are my favorite, other than the Cheetos Puffs. I can go through a bag of those sometimes, it seems like, especially if I'm watching football or baseball. Oh, my gosh, I can blow through them in no time. But anyway, I just want to let you all know that... But I'm negative, and I hope everybody out there is safe and healthy. And if you're being tested, that you have negative results, too. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So I love you, Jonesy. Love y'all, all you weirdos. And I hope y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, got only one take. No edits, so no stuttering, and no rambling. Gurban Ghuli, Bertie Muhammadov. Thanks, John Oliver. I just heard that other gal ask Google what the pronunciation was, and Google gave her something completely different. And I guess that John Oliver could be wrong, too, but I... But I kind of trust him after hearing him say that name repeatedly for um, 20 minutes in an episode, I think, from August 2018 it was. Uh, By the way, I'm sorry to say, um, unfortunately, Jonesy, you you are not my favorite to, my, my favorite, my favorite comedian who delivers weird news that would be John Oliver however you are my favorite weird news delivering comedian who doesn't make me feel afraid or sad and that and that is pretty important too I kind of hate to love this podcast but the fact of the matter is is if I tell Google to play my news routine and then I don't finish it 
and then I realized it's it's uh, left my notifications, and so I'll have to ask for it again, and it'll give me an updated version. I don't go, oh, no, I'm not going to hear CNN 9 a.m. thing or or the or I or I don't warn the loss of the of the NPR technology that was the most recent when I woke up I think oh no I'm not going to listen to weird AF news so also that rat that shit it's been like 10 minutes and I for already forgot that Cambodian rat's name I thought that on the subject of John Oliver again, I I already thought that TikTok hamsters that gave better COVID advice than the 45th president of the United States were pretty cool. But wow, this the, this eight-year-old rat has been beat. I'll be honest, the finding minds is like only the second most mind-blowing thing about that rat.